everyone, and welcome to another episode of One Step Beyond. This is a podcast about transformation through leadership. On our show, we have conversations with people who are creating change in business, in their community, and in their lives by choosing to lead. This is about daring to overcome barriers, push past limitations, and reshape our present and our future. So today we're talking to Doug Miles Jr. And Doug is a professional skateboarder, filmmaker, and entrepreneur, as well as a self-proclaimed res skateboarding expert. Doug is looking to raise funds to build a skate park in the Apache Nation and has started the Apache Passion Project. So he's looking to raise $50,000. And really what we're talking to him today about is like, don't wait for it to happen. Create change in your community. So this is going to be an incredible episode, and I'm super excited to have him on. Um, before we get started, I want to thank our sponsors, SE. Uh, they provided us with some incredible microphones, and we're really, really appreciative of you. And if you haven't yet, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. So let's get to the episode. I'm your host, Aram Arslanian, and this is One Step Beyond. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. I am super psyched to have Doug Miles Jr. on with us today. And we are talking about, don't wait for it to happen, creating change in your community. Anyone who knows me knows that I am not a person who believes in waiting for other people to do it. If you see something that you want to change, that you go out and make that happen. Uh, either you do it on your own or you create a movement around it. And Doug is someone that I feel really captures that. So Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Aram. I'm glad to be here. I'm super excited and very pumped. All right. So creating change in your community, what does that mean for you, man? Um, it means, you know, getting out there and doing what really needs to be done in a, in a new and fresh way to uh, get people to be hyped on it and, and be psyched about it. Yeah, I like what you just said, though, about being hyped and psyched on it. Because like, you know, when someone's doing something, and it's like, Oh, it's cool, you're doing that. But yeah, it kind of sucks. <laughs> like, it's not super exciting. Yeah. There's a difference between doing something and then doing something in a way that gets people excited. Yeah, definitely. And um, the Apache Passion Project, it did come in, uh, it came naturally, but um, I already had a little bit of a, a following on Instagram, and they were already excited about skating. So mm -hmm. That's kind of how they kept, how they're still excited. I feel, I mean, I feel like they're excited. Yeah. All right, man. So tell us about the project and first just tell us what the project is. And then I'd love to hear like the history, how you built it up. Okay. So the Apache Passion Project is a fundraiser to build a skate park on the White Mountain Apache Reservation. And we're raising $50,000. And we have like a GoFundMe and Venmo and PayPal and all that. And we're just really trying to raise that to build the skate park because there are no skate parks here on the White River Reservation. Uh, the nearest skate park is like an hour away. Mm. And the kids, yeah, the kids get kicked out all the time. So they need somewhere to skate. Okay. So w what brought you, like got you to do this in the first place? Like what made you interested in doing it? Um, 
I think it was kind of like a, a number of things. I have always been into skateboarding for so long. It's like my passion. It's something I really love. And I moved here to White River, the Apache Reservation, from another Apache Reservation. Um, this place doesn't have a skate park. And they have like way more skaters here. It seems like way more than, than my home reservation. And the story is I was waiting at the grocery store, handing out masks to these kids because uh, Thrasher Magazine, they donated some masks to us to hand out because mm-hmm. the pandemic was really, is really bad here. And um, I was out over there handing, it, handing them out and these skate kids came up and they started asking for like me to give them like autographs on the board. And I was super happy, happy. They made me really happy. So in that moment, I was like, I need to do something for them. And just the first thing that popped in my, in my head was I can build them a mini ramp. Mm-hmm. And um, I had built a mini ramp during COVID in my backyard. So that's kind of, I think, why I thought of it first. Like, I really had fun back there on, on my mini ramp. So I was like, I'm going to build them one. I'm going to start a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And the fundraiser was successful. You got $3,000, so right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we made the $3,000. Within a week, we made the 3000 and we built the ramp. It's actually up right now. Uh-huh. There's one more we need to build in the community about 20 minutes away. But yeah, we did that. Okay, so what can you tell us about like the skate scene in the Apache Nation? Um, it's, the skate scene here is really good. Here is really cool. They're all super stoked to just be out there skating and they get excited like watching each other skate and landing new tricks and it's really kind of similar to any other skate community here it's just uh we don't have a skate park and our spots are really 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 uh tight because we can't we don't really have a lot of uh, concrete out here mm-hmm. but we're trying to do what we what we can do and they have a a foundation of a building that we actually skate on and we've been building ramps there to uh to skate there and stuff and that is so cool so did you yourself grow up on reservations yeah yeah yeah. i grew up on the san carlos reservation about two hours south of here i'm up in the mountains right now Mm -hmm. um san carlos is down in the desert of arizona so cactus and all of that and so how did you first get into skateboarding um i first got into skateboarding i was in junior high I don't know if you remember that game, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. Um, yeah, yeah. That that kind of was getting big right then and there. So my friends were all starting to skate, and I wanted to hang out with my buddies and my homies, and mm-hmm. so I picked up a board and I just kept kept skating all the time. When you got into skating, were there any like older skaters that mentored you, brought you along, like really helped you like feel connected to a bigger community? Um, I was really young. And there were kids that were skating that were older and they, they weren't really like helpful, kind of like that. But in a skate way, they were helpful. Like they would let me borrow like their VHS tapes so that I could see skateboarding from, from around the world. You know, I could actually see skaters in California and pro skaters do their thing, and see what a skate video actually looked like and what the possibilities on a skateboard were. So I guess when I really think about it, that was really uh, cool. And that's kind of how they helped me. And they were kind of helping me like, yo, you can't do that. Like that trick is whack. Like you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Or like, that's lame. Don't like, don't be a poser. Don't do that. 
I kind of, <laughs> kind of bring you up in that kind of way. And yeah. that, that shaped me for sure. So I have a lot of respect for that. So how did you end up getting further into skateboarding? Cause at this point you're a pro, is that right? Yeah. At this point, um, I'm a pro skater. Uh, I have my own skate company or uh, skate garment company, mm-hmm. but um, I, I grew up on the res and I was skating with all my friends up through high school. And, uh, there's another big story. I, I, uh, I work with a company called Apache skateboards, which is the first native American skateboard company that ever had been created. And, uh, Mm. my pops, he started that when I was like 15 or 16. So we traveled the country touring and doing skate demos for, uh, native communities across the nation since I was like 17 or 18 and we would just go to like schools and set up ramps and skate for them and uh, do contests for them and we also built like help design and build skate parks on native reservations so man why why are you doing all this for other people um let's see I don't know man I, it was a long time coming to get to the to the patchy passion project like there was all this you know i was skating i'm doing this i'm doing this um i think it, i started to really get into skateboarding and i wanted to be you know i made up my mind i'm this is my passion i'm going to follow my passion and so i was like okay i'm really good at skating like what's the next what's the next step what's the next level to get to get to and so i started reading books and i started reading business books and i started reading um, books like that you know business books you know like self-help books mm-hmm. and then this was just like it, it made my skateboarding so much just better like i could see uh from a bigger perspective what my skateboarding was like so I st- i'm starting to do this and then i've been doing this for like kind of a while now so i think after reading all these business books and then seeing watching other business people being able to start fundraisers or they're able to crowdfund and get funding for some kind of project. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I could do that too. Um, let me just think of like what I could do that would really be helpful and 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 help and be fun to do because I, it's something that I love. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of how it happened. Yeah, but you know, so I love all that, but why are you helping people? I mean, just to be frank, like you're a talented person. You clearly like you've got drive. And like, that's coming across real clear. Like you're a very like motivated, self-motivated guy. So why are you spending your time building something for other people? Uh, cause my community needs it. We need some change here. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, we just need some change, dude. Um, that's kind of really as simple as it gets that I live on a native reservation, man. It's, it's kind of, you know, it's not that great. <laughs> there's not a lot of opportunity and to be able to make more opportunity for other people is, is very, very essential. Man. Okay. What you just said is, is what I like. And the reason I'm asking you this is like so many people just wouldn't do that. And it's important for, I think for everyone to understand, like if you're talented and you have a skill, a lot of people could just take that skill and just go off and live their lives. And that's, that's not a bad thing. Like, I'm not saying that people who do that are evil, but it's one thing to like take your skill, hone it, get better. And then also see like, how can I give back and how can I make things better? So you talked about creating opportunity and it's important to create opportunity because 
there needs to be change. There needs to be some change for the youth on reservations. So what needs to change? Like, what are some of the conditions that you're seeing that you have to create change for? Um, one of the big ones is unemployment. Here on the reservation, there is a really high uh, percentage of unemployment. And that's because there really isn't too many businesses here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that goes on behind that. But at the same time, I feel like it's my responsibility to to somehow get to help the younger generation have opportunity to do that. Mm-hmm. And for example, with the Apache Passion Project, once we get the skate parks going and uh, we do this, skateboarding has naturally got me into filmmaking. It's naturally got me into, into photography. It naturally gets kids into branding. Mm-hmm. It naturally gets kids into uh, social media. And these are big opportunities where I think in my community, no one's really talking about it. And you can make money and you can make a living off of it. And you can help other businesses uh, grow. And, and it just, you know, that I want my community to, to grow bigger and stronger and have more jobs, basically. Yeah, that That's killer. Would you mind if I shared part of my story here? Yeah, yeah. So skateboarding is what made everything possible for me. Dude. Um, I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, and I was like, you know, the fa- I, I've got kind of an exotic sounding name, Aram Arslanian, and my parents were both immigrants and they came from a mixed marriage. And like right from the hop, I got bullied like you wouldn't believe, like totally bullied. And my whole youth, I just felt like an outcast, a loser, like I didn't have a place and a lot of like dysfunction in my family. So like, and my parents are, are fine people. It wasn't that. It's just that like, we were all just trying to survive. Skateboarding was the thing that told me that being an outcast is actually kind of like a cool thing. It's a strength. And in Alberta, it's just like snow for large portions of the year. So you only had this like kind of like three to four month window where you could skateboard, maybe not even that always. And the idea that you could take something and recreate the landscape around you into like a playground, like you could turn things into your, into your space. And there was like a uniform that went with it. There was an identity that went with it. And it was like, it made me feel that the world had opportunity rather than I was like doomed because I was this like total outcast kid that got beat up all the time. Yeah. And when I hear your story and talking about it, like it, it's sparking that for me, which is like, I'm so, that's why I'm so interested in this story. Cause it's like, it's a cool thing you're doing. But like when you said skateboarding, actually like not everyone's going to be a pro skateboarder, but they can learn all of these skills from being involved in skateboarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Baron. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, man, that, I'm like right there with you. We were like skateboarder. You're kind of an outcast in a, in a way. And you kind of were like, you weren't really attracted to mainstream sports as much as, you know, skateboarding or like football, basketball, baseball, you know, we weren't really too into that. Mm-hmm. We kind of liked uh, skateboarding and hanging out with our friends and, and just doing our thing by ourselves. You know, we could do it by ourselves. That's the big thing for me. Anyway, I was like, I could, I could do it by myself. Yeah. Well, and that like that individual thing, like that's also like, cause I didn't have a ton of friends when I was a kid. Right. So like mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't need friends to skateboard. Right. I could just go out and do it. Um, and that then gave me like a new friend group. It helped me establish myself. It helped me learn how to like literally skateboarding helped me learn how to like socialize with people and like find a, a group and all that. Yep. Yep. Dude, same here. And, and that's kind of why, um, the other thing was like in my, uh, it, on the reservation, the 
our like council or whatever. It's like we have our own president or something. It's called the chairman and he, he does the things. And I'm not back talking him or bad mouthing him or anything. They do good, great things, but they kind of more focus on mainstream as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, something like for an outcat, an outsider, um, someone who, who isn't into that kind of stuff. They don't build skate parks. They kind of just, they don't really pay attention to the outsiders or the artistic ones or the, the other one, the other, you know, like us, like our, our, mm-hmm. our homies. So with the project, it was, you know, something to cater to them as well. Yeah, man. And so this is like, and here's where I want to get into like, kind of like your sense of like, why you, like, why did you do this? Because like, you know, I think you hit this, people can hit this point where they're like, oh, this should happen. Like, oh, it would be cool if there was a skate park or it'd be this. Or if I was a kid, I wish that happened. And you can just be like, well, I hope that happens someday. I hope like the council takes care of it or the president takes care of it. Yeah. But instead of saying that, you're like, nah, they're probably not going to do that. So what was the like kind of like lightning bolt moment for you where you're like, hey, I can't wait for this to happen. I need to do this. Like, what was that moment for you? Mm, I think. Hold on, Aaron. Hold on, Sam. I'm doing a uh, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Dave, we're leaving this in. We're leaving this in. No, it's cool. I'm doing a podcast. Look, I'm talking. Sorry, Aaron. Um, oh, don't worry about it, man. He's <laughs> just laughing. See, I'm talking to Aaron. Hey, buddy. But, yeah, can you go uh, talk with your mom? Go hang out with your mama. No. <laughs> okay, I'll just, he'll be okay. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's really cool. So the aha moment. I don't know, man. I, I really, I just wanted to really do it because people are slow at doing things and I wanted to just do it myself. And I knew I could do it. Yeah. And I just knew at this point that it's what, had to be done like i said like i read these crazy books (laughs) that and then i was hyped on that so i was like i can i can do this i can do anything man i i think he captured it though like it doesn't have to be this kind of like big soundtrack moment where there's this like crescendo of music and you're like i could do this it's just like no like it needs to be done and no one's gonna do it so i'm gonna do it and i think that's like like that's it that's like how you create change in the world is like people aren't waiting for someone else to do it. And you're not saying anything negative about someone by saying, you know what, I'm going to do this. And we don't wait for permission. We just, we don't wait for someone else to do it. We don't wait for permission. We just do it. So how has the response been? So you mentioned the first part is like you raised 3000 in two weeks, but how's the response been to the project in general? Like how are, how are people engaging it both within community, like within the Apache nation, but also outside of it? Um, it, People, people are really uh, into it here on the reservation, uh, in the community. You know, I, I see it on Facebook mostly. They're like super psyched and, and they always like write cool messages like, oh, we're really hyped on what you're doing for the kids and it's a good thing. And um, so they're hyped on it. On a broader scale, like on my Instagram, I have like these businesses. Some people I don't even know, they're reaching out to say uh, can we donate a portion of our proceeds to your fundraiser and that's been going on so we've been raising a lot of funds with that mm-hmm. and it overall it's really really cool it's really you know we feel really good about it and we had a lot of help though you know it, 
a lot of people were helping. Well, I, I like when it first came up, uh, one of my colleagues pointed it out to me and I was like, damn, like this is super cool. And I just like, I love when people just do it. Like I'm going to do this thing. Um, so how's the response been in terms of like finances? Where are you at? You have a $50,000 goal. So where, where are we at with that? Uh, so 50,000 goal. And yesterday I counted up, we had $12,118 and 49 cents. Mm. And it's, it's been up a little bit since yesterday was giving Tuesday. So, uh, mm. there has been a lot more, uh, uh, supporters and donations. So there, it's a little bit more than that now. So okay, killer. And, and when's the deadline? When's it done? The deadline is December 31st. Okay. So we've got a month to get you over that line, man. A month, man. We can do it. And I, I know, I know we're going to do it. Okay. So we're going to assume on this podcast, it's successful. So $50,000, it's done. What happens next? Um, $50,000. I already have a uh, skate park designer who's going to um, donate his time because $50,000, to be honest, might not be enough, but it, it might be enough if we, um, if uh, there's people that want to work with us because the skate park designer said it worked for free. We designed the park. Um, we designed it with the kids in mind with them. And then we need to talk to the tribal council to figure out a place to build it. And then um, we need to hire people who survey the land and then we find the contractor and, and that's it. Then we build it. So you, you get it built. How long of a window are you looking at until it's ready to go? I have no idea. Maybe a year, six months, hopefully. But um, COVID just kind of messes it up sometimes. Yeah. Because here it's it's really bad. Here it's like a, I don't know if it still is, but it was like one of the big hotspots in Arizona. Mm. And we were building a skate park in in the res south of us, south to us, mm-hmm. at our at my reservation, and that has been pushed back like. That should have been built last year or this year, Mm -hmm. something, but the pandemic and all that. Yeah. And has there been any uh, pushback from within the community about it at all? Um, Here and there, there's pushback. Some people are like, um, what is skateboarding? Like, what is that good for? Like, that's a waste of time. Like, who, that's not, people, some people don't like it. They're just, they don't see it as something cool and, and good. I just think of it as something stupid. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Well, and like you mentioned this a bit, I'd love to hear about it. Like how, how skateboarding changed your life? Um, it just, it got me to this point. It, 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 mm-hmm. it helped me get friends. It helped me. Um, the big things are, you know, um, I have friends that are lifelong friends now from skateboarding. Mm-hmm. It got me into filmmaking. It got me into photography. It got me into studying branding because you got to brand yourself as a skater. And those are really, really big things. And then those things led me to just trying to be, uh, trying to do cool stuff. Yeah. Um, so you'd mentioned to Patrick in your pre-interview that you're thinking about making a real, like legit, not, not for profit out of this. So is that like the next step? Yeah, that's the next step. We're going to do the uh, nonprofit. We're going to do the 501c3, I guess. And we want to build more skate parks on more reservations because it's really good. It's a good thing. Very good thing. 
Well, uh, when you're saying it's a good thing, tell us about the kind of change that you've seen as a result of being able, like the original mini ramps you built for the community, for example, like what kind of change is resulting from that? Oh, the kids were stoked. Like mm. with the ramps, you can, the skate community, you can tell that they're excited and they're, they're hyped and they're, they're ready to skate and they're ready to like film each other. Like they film each other and they post it on Instagram. They, and I see all these posts now, like just all of them just skating and filming each other. And that's cool. Like that's builds the skate community and that builds the, the skate culture and it builds the skate, um, the skate scene here. So that's, that's a good thing. It's growing and, it, and people love it. Yeah, totally. And again, that, I think that, that thing that skateboarding gave you and gave me, it's like friendship, like creativity, like a belief that you could do things. It sounds like as a result, all of these things are building up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I still haven't even learned like, all of what skateboarding is good for you know like mm -hmm. i'm still learning about it and uh, i'm gonna keep learning about it and be stoked yeah well you know when i was a kid uh, i got into skating in the uh, in the early 80s and i remember my parents they were like mortified but they weren't mortified enough that they didn't let me skateboard like they got me a skateboard right and um my parents today now they're like, oh, without skateboarding and punk rock, you would have been like dead in a ditch. <laughs> like that's the thing that like got you. It's not just the thing that helped me like survive. It's the thing that helped me thrive. Like my company, yeah, we're a corporate coaching training company, but like we're all punks. We're you know most of us grew up skateboarding. Like everything is about like it stems from subculture because subculture was the thing that helped me figure out like how to outwork people, how to like find my value, how to share that value and all that. And I hear so much of this in your story. Um, as we're like heading to a close in our conversation, I want to ask you a, a few questions. Mm -hmm. So the first is in this kind of crucial month that we've got right now, what's the best way for people to help to share your story? Uh, right now, the best way to help is to go ahead and donate to our GoFundMe account. And if you can please share your, our GoFundMe onto your social media accounts, that really does help. Um, it's been probably the biggest help so far. And that's kind of it. Um, follow us. But um, the donations is really what's helping. So thank you guys. And thank every, everyone who's listening and watching. Okay. And uh, for everyone, we just donated ourselves. And you, uh, I really want to encourage everybody out there, you know, whether it's like a, a dime or $10 or $20 or $100 or $1,000. I think that this is for me, it's like the medicine of the soul, skateboarding, music, culture, like any of those things, like give people the ability to recreate the world in a creative way. And uh, you're going to give people the keys to like happiness and success. So that's really cool. Um, the next question for you, if you're looking at people within your community, the youth within your community, within the, uh, the Apache nation, do you have any message for, for the youth coming up at all? Yeah, go for it. Keep, Keep going. Don't quit. Give it your all. Work harder. And um, really try to master what you love to do. You know, your passion. Master it. Get really good at it. And just have fun, man, and enjoy your life. Right on. And last question. Well, I got two more questions. So second last question. Um, any thoughts, comments, anything, encouragement that you give to people who, are, who just want to create change in their community? Anything that you could share from your own wisdom on that? Um, it's, it's really all about leadership. I don't know. I, I feel like your followers and your people you listen to, 
they know about leadership already like because mm -hmm. there's like leadership books and I've, I've read one or two and it's really about leading by example and really trying to um, just stay positive out there and, and really you know have really a lot of energy like try to be energetic and and think about the good things that's really what helped me make change you know sometimes you as as people as business people as people in general we get down on ourselves and you know some days it's just like man i want to stop i want to quit you know this this is not working or whatever but it's like you got to keep going you know it, that feeling goes away and you can keep going i know it does you know heck yeah man all right last question top three most inspirational skateboarders to you oh i like that um top three most mm -hmm. i like um for some reason, I like this guy. Not a lot of people know him, but his name is uh, Danny Renaud. And he mm -hmm. was, uh, I just loved his style and the way he did it. Then he was just like, uh, he was dope, dude. The spots he skated, uh, the crew he was in was dope. The, yeah, I just liked that whole crew that was, he was skating with. And he was like the coolest one. So he's one. I liked his style. Um, mm -hmm. Who? Let's see. Number two. I guess Roddy Mullen. People always say Roddy Mullen. You you know Roddy Mullen, huh? Of course, yeah. Aaron, yep. I, I like him. He was really cool when I was younger. Like everyone was tripping on him and his tricks he was doing. He, they were like really like blown away. Um, and then one more skater. Um, oh my, that's got to be my my homies, man. My the crew, the team. My one of my homies, uh. Well, two of them, my best friends, Trey and T, who really were the ones that were feeding, you know, my fire and we were feeding off each other. So, you know, I, I kind of imitated them and what they were really good at. And I was kind of envious of all of that times. Like, I really like how he did this and he did this. So I was kind of like trying to emulate them in a, in a sense. But I mean, they were always better at what they did, but feeding off them was cool. So those two, I like those two. Right on, man. Okay, so uh, any final shout-outs, like you want to mention any of your sponsors, your your own company, anything like that? Yeah. Um, thanks, Aram. Yeah, shout-out to Indelica. This is, uh, I'm wearing Indelica right now. So if you want to check that out, the website. And also, I want to thank my sponsors, Apache Skateboards, Converse Cons, uh, Real Skateboards, Spitfire Wheels, Thunder Trucks. They support me way out here on the res they they've been supporting and been supportive uh, thanks to my son thanks to my family thanks to cadence for even giving me a you know this little platform that i could share my story man I, thank you guys yeah hell yeah man absolutely so everyone as we're rounding off i'll see you in the outro but i gotta say this anybody can see a problem like literally anybody could be like oh it should be like this or it should be like that it takes a special kind of person to step in and say, here's the problem and I'm going to help create the solution. You don't need to know what the destination is. Like, you know, so for example, Doug's story, it's like started small, like, hey, let's build these ramps. It, the idea wasn't, I'm going to start a not-for-profit right from the beginning. The idea was like, here's something I could do and then do it. And then one thing leads to another, one thing leads to another. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And I got to say, if other people won't do it and the powers that be usually won't, if they won't do it, then we got to do it. So, Doug, huge salute to you, man. Dude. I'm super uh, honored to know you and, and uh, really proud of you. 
Hell yeah, Aram. You said that well, man. That one thing led to another. Right on. Awesome. All right, everyone. I'll see you in the outro. And Dave, drop the beat. What an incredible story. And uh, thank you, Doug, so much for joining us and for everything you're doing uh, for your community. So I talk a lot about not waiting for permission. Like, Don't wait for things to happen. Make them happen. It's one thing, though, to do that for yourself. And it's a whole other thing to do it for other people, in service of other people. Because that also means the stakes are higher. What if you fall down on your face? What if you fail? What if you do it wrong? When I was talking to Doug, I could just hear there was like no option for failure. This guy was going to make it happen. And I love that like level of just drive and deep belief. And it's the belief in skateboarding. It's the belief in creativity. And ultimately, it's the belief of like, I have something of value to add. I got to encourage everyone here. Your reach is only as short as you let it be. You could be impacting someone in your world today. You could be impacting someone around the corner in the next community, or across the world. Your ability to do that is based on your willingness to try. So, thanks Doug for being an inspiration. Everyone, please check out the Apache Passion Project. Let's get them well over that goal of 50,000. And until next time, this has been One Step Beyond. One step.